You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Okay, for this episode, I have to give a trigger warning. This conversation with Ashley Weatherford may cause an unshakable urge to buy new beauty products. I'm telling you now, I'm keeping it 100 with you guys. If you're trying to save your money, listen, take notes, do your budget, buy when you can. But after talking to her, I started buying a lot more skincare. <laughs> I'm just going to admit it. Ashley's skin is so good. So I'm just I'm just trying to chase her magic so I can get on her level. And I had so many questions for Ashley because she's been in this game for a minute. She's been a beauty editor that I followed since she had her blog. And then she went to New York Magazine. And now she's at Into the Gloss, which, fun fact, my entire podcast was kind of inspired by Into the Gloss. When the site first came out, I just remember how much I loved reading these long form interviews with interesting women about their beauty routine. It wasn't just thrown in as a question at the end, like, oh, what moisturizer do you use? They really went deep on beauty. And I thought that would be so cool in an audio format. So I reached out to Ashley and I was so happy to hear back from her. And it was also a reminder to just kind of go out on a limb and introduce yourself or reach out to those people that are friends in your head that you've followed for a long time and admire. I think I need to do more of that, but I'm getting really comfortable just reaching out to people and saying, hey, I think you do great work. I'd love to talk more with you. Come on the show. I record at home. It's super casual. Let's just have a good conversation. But I wanted to know everything. She's just a treasure trove of information. The skincare tips on this episode come in hot and heavy. I wanted to know how she became this, you know, top beauty editor in New York from a blog. I also wanted to get insight into whether or not she feels any guilt kind of inspiring consumerism, inspiring people to buy things because I think especially in beauty there's always this more 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 the newest latest thing. We also had to get into how Ashley prepared for her feature on Into the Gloss. And she was featured on the site before she even worked there. For those of you that aren't familiar, they photograph you at home, which is okay, fine. But then they also photograph your medicine cabinet and like where you keep all of your beauty products, which to me is sort of like being photographed naked. It feels super vulnerable. So I wanted to know how she prepared for that. Overall, really amazing episode. So excited to be sharing it with you guys. Before I wrap up my intro, I want to give a quick shout out to my listeners in London, in the UK. We did a very, very cute meetup at the Charlotte Street Hotel. I guess that was two weeks ago when I was in London. We just had some tea and then we just talked. We talked for two hours about everything. We talked about having black hair in a white workplace and what their, what their experiences were with that. I shared the fragrance that I've been working on with the girls who came, which I got really great feedback, which was really nice. And it was also just great to hear kind of when they listen to the podcast. A lot of you guys seem to listen in the morning when you're commuting. So shout out to everyone who's on their way to work right now or on their way home from work right now. That's probably even a better mood to be in. <laughs> and also, though, just to get a sense of how long people have been listening. Some people have been listening for the past two years. Some people discovered the podcast, you know, a month ago and have gone back and listened to old episodes. So it was just really, really cool to meet listeners in person and they were all so 
beautiful and cool and had great skin and they were really smart. And I was like, wow, you are all girls that I would spend time with and talk with normally, you know? And that's when it kind of just reminded me that this is really about a community. And I feel like all of the listeners of Naked Beauty, everyone who's on the Naked Beauty Planet Instagram page, I think of us as a little community where we can all share with each other and create more safe spaces and open dialogue and just have fun. So that was very special for me. My heart is feeling very full from that experience. Thank you so much to the women that came out. It was such, such, such a privilege to meet all of you. The number one question that I got was, when do you find the time to do this podcast with a full-time job? So full transparency, I'm sitting on the floor of my closet right now before work recording this, um, and I have to wrap up because I'm going to be late to the office, but I just get it in when I can, and I do it because I love it. And yeah, I'll try to do something in New York in the spring. I think that would be really great. So thank you guys so much for listening to the show, for sharing it with people, for rating and reviewing, for subscribing if you like it. I really appreciate all that you do to help elevate the show and help make it grow. So thank you all. Without further ado, let's get into the episode with Ashley. I am joined here by Ashley Weatherford, an OG in the beauty space. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. When I reached out, I like did it on, first of all, I had to build up the courage. Like I was like, I'm going to finally reach out to Ashley. Like 2019 is the year. I'm going to just ask her and see what happens. Oh, I think, stop. I think at first you like didn't an answer. And then like 10 days later, you were like, yeah, I'm down. And I was like, yes. I was like really happy that you could come because I've, I've followed your writing for so long. Oh, well, thank you. I'm like, honestly, I would have done it in 2018, 2017. Aww. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's really nice to know. You're, uh, you're approachable. Yeah, of course. There is an interview of yours. I want to say it's from 27, maybe two years ago, where you say that your ultimate goal is to become the authority on beauty. Oh, yeah. And that when a product comes out, you want women to ask what does Ashley think of it? I cannot believe I said that. How no. egotistical. No, it's not egotistical <laughs> at all. And I would, I would argue that you are there already. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I did not pay her to say that, by <laughs> no, the way. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm being very serious. I mean, I think about Kathy Horn or Vanessa Friedman are all of like the great voices in fashion. And I think you're that for beauty. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I really do try to sort of cut through all the noise yeah. in beauty because there are a lot of... I mean, there are a lot of people who do write about beauty, who have opinions about beauty, and I try to just really give my honest opinion about things and yeah. hopefully steer people towards the right direction when it comes to making their own purchases. Yeah. And you're smart and like it shows in your writing. Well, thank you. You were at Northwestern. <laughs> yes. And you were studying to become what eventually? I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. I thought that was like a nice practical job. My dad's a lawyer. <laughs> okay. So I'd like, okay, makes sense. That was my thinking then as an undergrad. And what made you pivot? Just the skincare blog you started on the side? Well, I, you know, after I graduated, I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know if I want to be a lawyer. It sounds kind of boring. Because like, you know, when you're younger, you think yeah. like, oh, it's going to be exciting. I'm going to you know, put the bad guys behind bars yeah, exactly. or, you know, or, you know, free the good guys or like whatever. <laughs> but actually, you know, you know, I majored in political science and then I moved to DC after I graduated and I was studying for the LSAT and I just had a moment where I really didn't think it was for me. Mm. And at the same time, I was like, I, I do need some outlet. And to me, that was my blog. So I started August Skin when I really, it was a combination of me at, at a job where I, you know, I wasn't really feeling fulfilled. Were you working at a law firm? No, I was working at a nonprofit. Okay. Which is probably not that dissimilar from a law firm <laughs> in terms of like, okay. Bureaucracy and. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And just, I mean, it was not that exciting to me and yeah. I needed some excitement and, and beauty has always been that source of excitement for me. And so you, where were you when you started the skincare blog? I was in D.C. You were in D.C. Okay. And I was like, I mean, this, the um, startup that I was at, it, it was like, it was super small. And it was, I mean, it was a health uh, nonprofit. So we were doing, you know, very noble work. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I need, I need something for me. And so that's when I sort of 
just put together our WordPress site at the very beginning and just sort of went away with it. I thought like no one would read it. Like who cares, you know, what I have to say, but it, and now you've had this amazing career in New York and you're at Into the Gloss now. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I never, I'm from Ohio originally and I thought like, okay, if I want to move to a bigger place, a bigger city, I could do Chicago, you know, Northwestern's right outside of Chicago. That seems manageable. I could do DC. I never thought I could live in New York. I thought New York was way too exciting, way too busy, way too overwhelming. And then when I got my job at New York Magazine, I think one of the first questions I asked was, okay, I know it's New York Magazine, but do I have to move to New York? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty essential for this role. (laughs) So yeah, here I am now. (laughs) That's amazing that it started out as just a thing on the side. And I think about this podcast. And when I started it two years ago, I was like, if people listen, cool. If people don't listen, that's fine. It's just for me. But I think so many people aren't willing to start little small things because they want it to be successful from the very beginning. They're like, oh, well, who's going to care? When I got like my first 20 listeners, when I saw 20 people listen to my first podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, 20 people listen to this for an hour? I'm honored. You know, (laughs) you have to enjoy like the little moments on the way. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned earlier the fact that you try to give really honest reviews because you do inform people's purchasing decisions. Like I have bought several products because you have said like they're good. Like Kevin Aquan Central Skin Enhancer comes to mind, Olaplex. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that you just wrote about recently where I was like, I just need to get that. Oh, the the um, Tatcha <gasps> Primer. <gasps> you were like, it's, it's my favorite. So amazing. It's like it's my favorite product of the year. And I was like, okay. I just need to get this. It's so good. I don't even like primers, but I love that one because it does what all the other primers say, say that they're they going to do. Okay. Like this one actually does it. It like it's just like it's perfect. I I can go on and on about that later. Yeah. <laughs> if you want. Yes. No. We're gonna we're gonna get deep into products later. But <laughs> do you ever feel like a a sense of responsibility or even maybe guilt? And I'll tell you why I'm saying guilt because it's something that. I have experienced recently, like on a very, very micro scale, like I'll talk about an oil and then I'll see people are like ordering this oil. And I do think that consumerism is something that is not good. Like, I don't think that you should always feel like you need to buy something new in order to have a good approach to your own skincare and beauty. It's really about building healthy habits. And I think that self-care and commercialism get conflated all the time. And actually, they're two totally separate things. Do you ever feel guilty about the fact that you are inspiring people to just buy more things all the time? I don't I don't feel guilty about inspiring people to buy more okay. things, especially because, you know, ultimately it's it's something that I I don't write about things that I don't love. So right. if I'm writing about something I think that this will add something to your life and mm-hmm. and whether or not you want to make that extra step to buy it, that's totally up to you. I do when in terms of like feeling guilt, when I do feel it, it's when I'm recommending a really great product that's also expensive. Mm. Like I I feel guilty about that. Yeah. Especially like, you know, being, I mean, the thing is when you're a beauty editor, you get most things free. Like that's just how it is. Chanel sending you their skincare. Right. And it's like, and you know, a lot of people have just issues with that at the very beginning. But you know, my argument is always, well, that we need to try everything yeah. and like, you know, it'd be improbable to be able to, you know, or impossible rather to try every single thing if you're buying it. Yeah, that's insane. You know, that's why I think it's okay that like someone like me is getting these things uh, so I can be able to like give you the best thing that I've tried out of these like 10 or you know 20 vitamin right. C serums. Right. But like at the same time, I feel guilty when something is, is super great and I know I know that, you know, this is expensive to a lot of people because I've been on the other side. Like I've been I've been like a beauty obsessive, a beauty fan my whole life, you know. okay. so like before when I started my blog, you know, way before people were sending me. Yeah, this is like 2014, 2013. Yeah, 2014. No, no. Yeah. 2013. Maybe. Yes. 2013. 20. Actually, might have even been 2012. But I used to go to Sephora 
And instead of buying a product, you know, like we have the drawers underneath. Oh, yeah. I used to like just make myself samples of basically everything. <laughs> the ladies there hated me. They'd be like, excuse me, ma'am. Like if you because like you can get a sample. It's like totally yeah. fine. You could literally make a sample of anything yeah. you want in Sephora, which I don't think a lot of people know about because yeah. like they're not like super open about that. No, they don't want you doing that. But but, you know, that's how I used to do it because I used to lust over those things that I knew that I couldn't afford. Yeah. And you know what they do now? I feel like this is my workaround now they'll say that they don't have like the sample jars so now I will bring a jar oh you see you're smart yeah you like I'm like oh I, I, I have I have something you can put it in they'll be like oh we'd love to give you a sample but we don't have any jars left I'm like oh no I, I have something and they're like they're like thrown off they're like oh, okay see that's a good save you, you showed them next thing they know they're gonna be like um policy no yeah. no, no BYO container exactly exactly <laughs> do you remember your first really expensive skincare purchase did you splurge on La Mer when that was like all the rage or like no, it wasn't La Mer. It was, hmm. Oh, you know what? It was, well, to me, it was very expensive yes. because this is like taking it back to when I was in high school, maybe. And I read that Beyonce is this one straight. <laughs> it always iron. goes back to Beyonce. <laughs> Doesn't it all? It all roads lead to Beyonce. Yes. But like I, I read that Beyonce used this one flat iron and I was like, okay, well, Beyonce uses it. <laughs> so obviously. <I> <laughs> It was the FHI flat iron, and I think it was, I don't know, maybe like 150 and like coming out of my babysitter budget, that was like everything. That's expensive. Yeah, and so that was like my first big, big purchase. Like that was something that I had to save for when it comes to beauty. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think of what mine was. I don't, I don't think I spent money on skincare or products until I had a job. Yeah. And then I just like could steal things from my mom. Yeah. I mean, like I didn't, skincare to me didn't really come until, I mean, I was actually into skincare when I was in college, but I was into yeah. like drugstore skincare or proactive and like things yeah. like that, you know, that were a lot more accessible. And you have the best skin ever. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, you can't not remark on it when you see you because you have incredible skin. What I'm curious though is like, is it genetic like, has, has your skin always been amazing? And would it be amazing even if you used facial soap? No. Really? I mean, like, actually, you know what? I need to, next time I go home, I need to just, like, take a bunch of old photos yeah, of me. Yeah, because people do I not, don't believe you. People don't believe me. <laughs> I used to have really bad acne. Really? Like, I always, I mean, I still break out. It's just, it doesn't go away, contrary to, like, what they'll tell you when you're growing up. And you're like, oh, you grew out of it. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, no, it still happens. But <laughs> it's just, it's like the texture and, like, the suppleness of it. Like, you just have incredible skin. What's your mom's skin like? My mom, I mean, my mom has great skin. Okay. So I got a little genetic. Yeah. No, I think, like, everyone's skin is, like, partially genetic. Yeah. I, my dad, on the other hand, like, he – I mean, he didn't have great skin growing up. And he's actually the one who sort of, like, got me into beauty because, like, he he had acne. Like, he had oily skin, things like that. And he didn't want me to go through the same thing. So, like, mm. when I was a kid, he would show me how to steam my face or, like, That's show me how to do amazing. a face mask. But, um, yeah, like, I don't – I mean, a lot of it is, you know – genetics but a lot of it is like what you put on your skin how you treat it yeah hard work <laughs> yeah it is a lot of work and so you grew up in ohio yes only child siblings i have a younger brother okay me too he's, how much younger he's 11 years younger than I. oh am. wow like a baby baby yeah. brother it's like he's my he's my brother but i'm also kind of his mom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very interesting relationship we have where it's you know i've always feel like protective of him because he is so much younger than yeah. i am what's his skincare routine like he has eczema. So okay. like it's so weird. We have such different skincare issues. So his whole thing is like hydration. He doesn't want anything irritating. So actually, which is helpful in the winter because yeah. I learned all my like dry, you know, weather, dry skin from your remedies brother. from my brother. Like I know like CeraVe has a lot of hyaluronic oh, acid. Yeah. You got to like layer, you got you yeah. to have your lotion and then you got to have your oils, things like that, like are all my brother. But um, yeah, so he does, he goes on and off, you know, the steroid creams for his eczema. Oh, wow. Um, but it's like all, it's basically all moisture. Okay. <laughs> And where in Ohio did you guys grow up? I don't know Ohio that well. It's all right. Um, we're from Cleveland. We're from, okay, I, I, know, mean, I mean, if, I know Cleveland. If you want to be more specific, we're from a suburb right outside of Cleveland. Okay. But um, yeah. And what was it like? Was it like small town USA, like picket, white picket fences, big high school, cheerleaders, football players? We did have a big high school. Okay. Um, so I'm from uh, just a, like 
your listeners know. <laughs> I'm from Shaker Heights, Ohio. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm the book that I'm reading right now is set in Shaker Heights and I'm like learning so much about Shaker Heights, like literally the history of the town and like how everything is like in order and like What's the book? I wanna read um, it. I just had it on my desk there. Oh my gosh. You probably know more about Little Shaker. Fires Everywhere. Oh. And it's becoming a series with um Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. And it's all set in Shaker Heights. So like I've been like deep what? What are the chances? Oh my gosh, you're from Shaker Heights. Now I'm like, whoa. Well, this is so okay. First That's of all, so I need to read that book. You need to. It's it's a, it's it's honestly a fabulous book. If I had finished it, I would just give it to you so you could just take it. Um, I have a third left, and I'm so into it. Wow. It's all in Shaker Heights. You probably know more about Shaker than I do, actually. <laughs> well, it was founded by. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like a religious group, right? Yeah. And it was all about like. We can design the perfect town if we set and rules like and regulations. Be good and like if you work hard and follow the rules, you can have like a good, happy life. It's a planned community. So it's, and it, you know, it started out that way. And like Shaker is like known for a lot of good things like yeah. diversity. Um, it's It was like one of the, it was a suburb where like there was this effort to yeah. really diversify, yeah. you know, the population yeah. to like intermingle and, the, and legacies of, of that nature. Like they remain today. Like there's groups in school that I remember I participated in where we would talk about different issues related around diversity. Yes. And I swear like everyone who like came out of Shaker, they, we have like a firmer grasp on how to communicate with people who are different than us because like we were given those tools at a very young age and made to feel comfortable about it. Like we were, you know, taught to be comfortable about talking about race or like talk about you know, discrimination yes. and things like that. Well, this book, it's set in a high school and it's kind of about how this big race conversation comes up in the school. Did you go to Shaker Heights High? I did. Oh my gosh, this is just, <laughs> what are the chances? That's so crazy. I and, love it. <laughs> and in school, did you feel like you were like part of a clique? Like were you with like the popular girls or were you just kind of like doing your own thing? I don't think I was popular. I don't think I was – I mean, I had friends and, like, I had, like, a good group. Um, but I don't think I was, like, everyone knows Ashley right. or that sort of thing. I was more so a nerd. Like, I, I I see myself as a quiet, shy person. Other people will say otherwise. I mean, you hosted, like, a reality <laughs> show on YouTube. So I'm going to say you're not. Not to, like, bring in Beyonce again and not to compare myself to Beyonce, <laughs> but let me compare myself to Beyonce. You know how she has her, like, Sasha, Sasha fears. Yeah. That, to me, that is definitely, like, what I do. You have to, like, yeah. tap into something that is not you. Because, like, yes. when I'm doing that stuff, it's, it's like, a whole other person. I still want to be this, like quiet Ashley, you know, who was just down in the books and just yeah. wanting to like get an A on her paper or whatever. Played the clarinet. I was Aww. in marching band. Like I was, you know, a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and and how did you kind of get this appetite for glamour? And I, I loved beauty without knowing it, if that makes any sense. Like I, I was always the person in my friend group that like if they had an issue or like they wanted to know about a product, they would just come to me. Okay. And so like it didn't really occur to me until I was an adult, until I like soon before I started the blog that I realized, oh, I actually, this is, this brings me happiness. You know, yeah. this is not something that I'm just like good for when it comes to like just giving out advice. Like this is something that adds something to my life. Yeah. So yeah, like my relationship with like really loving beauty and all that stuff, it didn't really crystallize, I think, until after I graduated school. Um, after I graduated college, but even in high school, I was like doing, well, first of all, I wore heels. I, I was telling someone else the other day, like I wore heels every day in high school. Is Wait, that what? Weird? That's weird. <laughs> I mean, I went to an all girls school, so that's like unthinkable. I don't even think we were allowed to wear heels. I mean, they weren't like Louboutins or but anything like that. But you were doing a cute the, wedge. Well, yeah, they were like, you know, the style then was like different. You had your like chunkier heels yeah. and they were shorter. And Steve Madden. Exactly. Steve Madden, like the wedges. It was it was a little different, but. What yeah. was your beauty look in high school? One year, actually it's so funny because my mom for Christmas. I actually hosted my first Christmas here in Brooklyn uh, this past year. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a feat in an apartment, especially. <laughs> I don't know if you live in an apartment, but. Yeah, no, it yeah. was, it was, 
I didn't experience, <laughs> but like one of the things my mom brought up from Cleveland was this, my old um, high school ID card and I had the highlights and it wasn't because like I went to the salon, did it like the right way. I did sun in. Oh my God. <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't know that black people could use sun in. Okay. You can't. <laughs> okay. Your hair will like fall out. Yeah. Cause like what I, well, I mean, I really messed up because I had a relaxer. And then I did like a box dye job and then I did sun in. And so oh my God. I had like this really. Killer combo. Yeah. I mean, my hair was, you know, hated me after that. I, I mean, I liked to experiment when I was in high school. I did that. I did. I remember like I had like some white eyeliner looks. Ooh, ahead of your time. I mean, I did like to play around and like my mom, she recognized that. So like, you know, she would go to the department store and like come back with those little like you know, sample things. Yeah. Or like the whole, you know, gift with purchase thing yeah. and the whole, the Clinique. I remember I was like really into back then and like Mac, I was just playing around, but it was like mostly, you know, I tried to keep it cute. Yeah. <laughs> who were who your beauty icons growing up? Uh, Halle Berry because she's from Cleveland. Oh, she is. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. She's from Cleveland. Did you ever want a shortcut? No, I knew I couldn't pull it off. You can pull it off. I cannot. You like, could definitely pull it off. Why is it different than wearing your hair pulled back? Um, I don't know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just serving face. Like, you have an amazing <laughs> face, so you don't need, like, length. I guess I could go I could go short if I had the opportunity to also, like, have a really great wig <laughs> to, like, change to it change up. To change it up when, when you want. I, I would feel, I don't know, there's a sense of vulnerability, I think. Even when my hair is back like this, that where... I'm like, you really see me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm I'm still, I swear, I'm still shy. So I don't want <laughs> necessarily to be seen all the time so well. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does take some courage to do like a shortcut. It's so interesting because I was thinking about Aaliyah and that deep side swoop that she had mm-hmm. and how that, like when I was 15, that was like the epitome of I don't know, chicness to mm-hmm. have like a bang that swooped over your eye. And now like I would, it's like such an impractical hairstyle. Like I wouldn't even dream of having hair like that. But at the time it was just. Yeah. Well, well when you're young, you're not thinking about practicality. Not at you're all. like, whatever, this is so cute. It's in the magazine. Let's do it. Not at all. <laughs> How do you think your like kind of coming of age experiences, like being in high school, middle school, actually middle school even more so, because I feel like those are the most awkward years of your entire life. How do you think that informed your approach to beauty and the way that you think about beauty now? Well, you know, I think that I realized that there were things that I didn't know. Like I didn't know, you know, my mom and I, we have different hair textures, for example. So like I remember... Well, I remember wanting a relaxer and I remember okay. Is like, your mom black? You might have Yeah, asked? no, okay. my mom is black, but like her hair is just like a lot it's just a lot finer. Her curl pattern is like bigger or looser than mm-hmm. mine is. And like I, I very much like took after my dad in a lot more ways than I took after my mother. So like my mom and my mom is not even like a beauty person. Mm-hmm. She's like, whatever, I'm gonna put on some moisturizer. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't it won't yeah. work. I don't know. Like so there were a lot of things I feel like I didn't know about. And so I think, and I'm very conscious of that even now. So in terms of just understanding and like being a bridge to people who like may not have been like exposed to like yes. all sorts of things when it comes to beauty and sort of being that open door of understanding and like here, like there's something that'll change your life that you may not know about. Yeah. So maybe in a sense when you're writing, you are thinking about like a girl in Ohio that could be reading it and making it accessible for her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I want beauty to be accessible to everyone. So I'm definitely, accessibility is, you know, one of the goals I'd say. Yeah. And I love the, I love the conversational tone that a lot of your writing takes because I think it's very clear that you are smart and you know what you're talking about and like you can get technical when needed, but I feel like some people hide behind a certain like overly professional formal tone to like show that I know what I'm talking about and you just don't need any of that. Do you know what I'm, am I, is that coming across correctly? No. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I think that no one wants to read a term paper, <laughs> you know, right. you came here for beauty. Let me make it fun. <laughs> yes. And like, let me, you know, let me teach you something, but like, let me not bore you to death. Like I'm very much like, I want to keep you on this page. So I try to, I try to make it as like, 
light and as engaging as possible. Yes. And I love the way that you write about your experience with your curly natural hair. I was shocked to learn that you don't sleep in a bonnet. Like you don't wrap your hair at night. I didn't no, know black I girls used, would... I used to. I, and you I, just don't? Yeah, I just don't. Wow. It was too much. I already have like an extensive skincare routine. Yes. I'm spending so much time. I'm like, I, I just got to let some things go. <laughs> and that's one of them. Yeah. And I think with like... With my with my own natural curly hair, I feel like I enjoy wearing it. Like I like the way it looks, but what I've the realization I've come to is I don't love the work involved. Mm -hmm. Like I like it; it's great. But when I have braids in, or when I can just have a break from doing, my, I just got like a perm rod set put in, and I'm just happy because I don't have to like do a twist out and a bantu knot out and a wash. Like it's just it's just like a lot of work. I do. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I will say this about like natural hair and like natural hairstyles and like that whole sort of world. There is sort of this connection that I feel with just like the practice, but also the products that I don't get with like any other, like when I'm doing a blowout, I don't feel like I know all the ingredients mm. in like my curl butter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know the oils, you yeah. know, I know. Yeah. It's like this connection that I really do appreciate. Yeah, it's nice. It's almost like, like in a weird way, like gardening. Like I'm trying to like take care of all these plants. And it's like you can see when you're taking care of your own natural hair and it's hydrated properly, like it thrives in a way that I don't know if you get when you're not wearing your hair. Oh, yeah. It's a natural state. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. And it's nice. It is like a garden. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. Do you like gardening? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. you probably good at it. I, yeah, I've never really been given the chance, but I, I don't know. You have to be patient for that, right? <laughs> true, true, true. Okay, let's get into product talk. I have a whole list of products that I want to ask you if they're overrated or not. Okay, I, Before, hope, I hope I tried them all. And I'm so curious to get your responses for this because I feel like people are wasting a lot of time doing things. And also, these are some things that I use. I won't tell you which ones I use, but Okay. I'm going to say the product and you just say overrated or not overrated. Okay. Okay. First one, essences. Not overrated. Okay. Good. Jade rollers. Overrated. Okay. <laughs> I agree. SPF over 30. Not overrated. Okay. Infrared saunas. Overrated. At home laser devices, like new face and... Not overrated. Okay. Um, face gym. Are you familiar with face gym? I know face. I've never been. It looks I hear overrated. good things. I don't know. Like. You're open. <laughs> um, Korean sheet masks. Not overrated. I love them. Okay. Supplements. Okay. I have a weird – okay. It's hard for me to say because I have a weird relationship with supplements. Some of them are overrated. Some of them are not. Can I cheat yes, that way? Yes. <laughs> fair. Um, teeth whitening kits. Not overrated. They work. They work? Okay. That's some nice. of them. Not all of them. But, you know, I've, I've tried them. I've noticed a difference. Okay. Um, eyelash treatments. Like, you know those treatments that you can put on your eyelashes to make mm. them grow? Yeah. Not overrated. Okay. Okay. Wow. This is not Again, list. but not all of them work, but some of them do. And when they do, like, your lashes are thicker, longer, better. So it seems like the only things that you think are overrated are jade rollers and infrared saunas. <laughs> None of us were, were any of us using essences three years ago, and now they're just like a must. I was. Oh, you were. Of course you were. Of course I you was are. using them three years ago, and I loved them then. And okay. I just kept it up. It's just, you know, if I stop using essence, you know, will my face fall apart? No. No. But do, does my skin look better when I'm wearing an essence? I think so. Okay. Okay. Well, now I'm dying to hear what, what, are, your, what are your top three favorite products at the moment? Like, what are the products that you just are in love with? Okay, so one thing that I'm really, really loving is this new foundation from NARS. Ooh. It has like a, oh my gosh, it has a, in my opinion, a crazy long name. It's like a NARS Natural Radiant Longwear Foundation. Okay. <laughs> is it like the same formulation as the NARS Creamy Radiant Concealer? No. Oh. It's, I mean, it's thinner, but it just gives you this nice 
dewy look. Mm. It's, it's apparently it's made for combination skin. Okay. And I would, I mean, I would categorize my skin more as oily, but, and I still love it. I think it gives just a nice, beautiful really? finish. Whenever I wear it at, at work, like people are like, "What are you wearing?" I'm like, "The Nars, the new Nars. Really? You got to get it." I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Foundation. Do you like it more than the Fenty foundation? No, I like it. The Fenty Foundation, like, I mean, I like it a lot. It's a little bit thicker than, yeah. So, like, the NARS one, it's... More every day. Yeah, I just feel like it sort of just glides on your face in a very nice, flattering way. Okay. Okay, so one thing I'm really, really liking are, like, hair clips. Yes! Hair accessories. I love, yes. Headbands. Yes. There's this headband um, that I have. I saw it on your Instagram. So cute. It's by... The company is, like... Lily Sid Sidu or something. Yeah, yes, I don't know yeah, where yeah, they yeah. came from. Like, I don't know anything about their story, but I like their headbands. Yes, <laughs> it's like this beautiful, like pearl encrusted turban. Yeah, it's like almost like a crown or something. Yeah. I'm really liking that. And like, we just—it's so funny. Like, at, we just did a group order at work for these like hair clips from Australia to save on shipping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, they're from this site. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name, but I can like send I can, it to me later. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you later. But they have like a really—they have an amazing selection of like hair clips. I hair love pens. hair clips. I just like, there's something fun about it. And I just, I like having fun with beauty. The thing that I'm really, really liking right now for my body is this thing. It's a, it's a soap bar with a lot of crystals in it to exfoliate. Oh. It's called the crystal peeling bar or crystal. Oh, it sounds like natural and up my alley. I can't even remember the last time I used a bar soap, like seriously, but it yeah. happens to like just be super grainy. You rub it all over your body. Ooh, so it exfoliates too. You come out of the shower feeling like a wet seal. Like you, oh, you that's just my, so smooth. So you had me soft. at wet seal. <laughs> yes. Like I put it like, I'll like really get like, you know, my heels and like, okay, yeah. these are really smooth down there. Um, I'll get my elbows. It's, it's oh, great. That sounds fabulous. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Well, those are like the things I'm really loving right now. At the moment. Okay. What are the beauty trends that you're really over and you would just like to see go away? I don't know if this is cheating because I think it's already on its way out. Okay. I really, I never really bought into the whole unicorn mermaid beauty oh, thing. Yeah. I just, there was something about it that just, the, maybe it was just the marketing. I don't know, but it just rubbed me the wrong way. It's sort of yeah. like it spoke to women in a very, you know, childish way, I think. Yeah. And I just, you know, not really into it. Yeah. Not really sad to see it go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just finally figured out how to wear blue eyeshadow and it's been like, whoa, okay, I have blue on my face. Adding like crystals and glitter and all of that. It's Yeah. I mean, like there's a way. I mean, I just like th- it was just too much. Like, yeah. I just didn't like it. And I really, I really, really did not like the marketing because it was like, oh, look, it's like y- you're a kid again and <laughs> here's your crayon box and yeah. have fun. It was just, I, I just really wasn't into that. And so I'm, I'm kind of happy to see those um, on their way out. Okay. I mean, I really try not to feel like oh because something I don't like or it's not for me it's got to go away so like the, the unicorn mermaid thing that's like really the only thing part that- of beauty where I'm like it's got to go <laughs> but everything else even if I don't necessarily understand it yeah. I'm like okay well, yeah. well that's for someone not mm-hmm. for me um I'm I'm glad you guys are happy with it whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is you know whether it's like okay you want to have like crazy hair colors cool not for me you do you um if you want to have like i i okay i'm one to talk about nails because like my nails are like literally terrible no you have great nails but like i don't like the like the the nails where it's like square and like long and square like i'm not into the coffin nails yeah like i'm not into that one of my favorite stories that you wrote, this is when you were still at the cut, was the story behind your preparation for the Into the Gloss interview <laughs> when they came to your house. Because one of the things I've always wondered when you see those like top shelf stories is like, okay, they must style those, right? Like, no. There must be some styling. But then like it sounded like you had to really put in work to get everything ready yeah. so that by the time they came, they were just like ready to shoot. And like I think you, you mentioned the creative director would like group things together and create a moment, but they really just come and shoot your bathroom cabinet yeah it's like it was 
a, a very illuminating experience yeah. doing that because I felt like, oh, they're going to have a team. You they're going to clean everything. and Yeah, I'm going to look super cute because everyone else will take care of me. But they really want you, you know, well, they, well, now I'm a part yes, of it. Yes, I know. I was going to say, now you're on the other side. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's really much you present yourself the way that like you want to be presented mm-hmm. and you know, your normal every day. And that's pretty, I mean, my, my normal every day on like level 10 is probably what I presented to everyone. You looked great in the feature. <laughs> and I think everything you did to prepare is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> well, thank you. The way that you looked at it before you worked there versus how you look at it now, has it changed? Um, yeah. I, I thought like on the other side, I thought, uh, there was like, you know, a bigger team behind mm-hmm. it or like there was just a lot more people like running around helping out. And then on the other side, it's, oh, it's, you know, it's a small team doing Into the Gloss and it's, you know, a small team just literally loving their job, loving yeah. everything that they do and sort of like churning out these pieces so like very frequently, like when I was at the cut, uh, we wouldn't do like a big beauty piece that often because like we, there's, you know, we didn't have, really have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to put together, but every, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, we turn out these like really long yeah. 2000, you know, word top shelves or a top shelf after dark. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, it makes you really appreciate, you know, being on the other side, but yeah. Yeah. And what do you, it's, there's something that's so intimate about showing the inside of your beauty cabinet, right? It's like a, it's like a self portrait or it's like a portrait of you, but it's not the same as showing your closet. Like there's something so specifically intimate about that, but I can't pinpoint why it's so intimate. Well, it's showing a part of yourself that a, a lot, not a lot of people get to see. Because, like, right. when you think about, like, who's going through your bathroom cabinet, it's, like, right. usually a really good friend or someone you love, a family member, something. And so, like, there is that sort of, I think, vulnerability of, you know, showing a part of yourself that you, you don't really show normally. And also, there's a vulnerability in, like, this that you see, it's work. <laughs> yes. Like, you know. That's interesting. You don't just like, I didn't just wake wake up like this. Right. You know, I put in work to look like this. And yes. not, you know, not everyone's comfortable explaining that. <laughs> yes. I did notice that on when you did your top shelf that you had beauty, like makeup, makeup products at the bottom and then skincare. Do you keep everything together? Like you keep your skincare and your makeup products together? Well, I so I moved since that was shot. Okay. And so like now it, well, there's a little bit of overlap, but I do try to like keep my skincare things like in the cabinet, like the bathroom cabinet and then my makeup products in a drawer in my bathroom. Okay. So I try to like separate it a little bit. Yeah. I've, I just recently started separating my skincare from my makeup and I feel like it's made me so much more organized. Yeah. I will also like just from a, I don't know, I can't seem to, have makeup without it like getting everywhere right you know exactly I mean? so it's like if I just have my skincare alone at least it looks like pretty and clean yes <laughs> and you know my makeup can be you know in a bag right zipped up away somewhere yeah there's like some like brown you know foundation on the outside exactly and it's like you know getting everything else brown whatever I remember reading that or maybe I heard it on Darian's interview with you that you said that you test skincare on one side of your face to see if it's working do you still do that yeah and I do that with hair too. Like wow. if I'm testing a conditioner or something, I'll separate my hair. Like, you know, one side will be like one conditioner, you know, one side of the other. And um, it's it's really helpful, that comparative analysis. Yeah. And it, then it kind of makes me wonder, like for all the beauty editors that don't do that, like how do you, how do you really know if something works? Because there's so many other factors. I don't know. I mean, there's some things like makeup. Okay. You don't need to do that. Right. But for skincare, for hair care, I think that's, you need that sort of like, Unless it's, you know, blatantly obvious, like, oh, this thing, like, super transformed my skin. It's an amazing exfoliator. This conditioner, woo, my yeah. hair is so soft, whatever. Yeah. Unless it's, like, super obvious, it's hard to tell. And, and where, do you, where do you fall on in terms of natural versus synthetic? Like, do you – how much do you care how natural a product is? I'm not really – I'm not – scared of synthetic things like I I actually don't mind them at all and sometimes I'm actually a little bit more 
resistant to uh, like natural, natural products stuff. because I'm like, it does it really work? And sometimes actually like natural products that like the fragrances, for example, they can be like even more irritating than the synthetic alternatives. Mm. When I am using a, like a mainly natural product, I do feel like a, a closeness to the actual product mm. than I would than, you know, versus some, you know, mass produced. Yeah. yeah. Mass produced uh, lab, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Um, but at the same time, I'm not super worried about something being synthetic. Okay. What about, like, are there any natural products that you know that you, you love or your skin loves or your hair loves, like a shea butter or a certain oil? My dad makes lotions sometimes. Oh, my God. And, like, well, it all started. You have your dad on the podcast. <laughs> well, it he's all... steaming his face. He's making lotions. <laughs> it all started from um, when my brother had eczema. And he's like, oh, how, how can I make him better? So yeah. he started making lotions. And he'll make shea butter lotions. Okay, I and do so that I too. Actually, so I actually do like shea butter for my skin. It's going to, like, give me all nice and shiny and yes. moisturized. Tea tree oil. I'm, I'm yes. really into tea tree oil. Have you I used like it, it on your scalp before? Yeah. So good. Very invigorating. I like so that. Good. And I just love the smell too. Something about it just like brings me back. It makes me feel like alive. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yes. I do like just the the experience of rose water. Mm. And like I see that in like a lot of things now. I know you love a vitamin C serum. Yes. And I feel I feel like you put me onto Paula's Choice. Yeah. Versus like really expensive, overpriced. I do love Paula's Choice. Serums on the market. I mean, I don't know if I put you on Paula's Choice, but I like, I feel like a, a Paula's Choice like ambassador sometimes, <laughs> especially when I first moved to New York. Like speaking of like going back to like feeling guilty about recommending expensive products, like Paula's Choice was a product that I could afford when I like first moved to New York and yeah. I thought it was the most amazing thing. And like, why weren't people writing about Paula's Choice? Yeah. It was just like this crazy thing to me because their products are so good um but i love i mean their prices have gone up a little bit but not like a crazy egregious amount it's still like within the affordable range and i really do like that about them but like their vitamin c i love it it has like the combination because like you want you want vitamin c but you also want this like triple like combo of of the vitamin c the frulic acid yeah and then um the vitamin E, I want to say, like the three of them together, like they stabilize the vitamin mm-hmm. C, like they make it the the vitamin C more efficacious. Mm-hmm. It's just Paula's Choice does that, and I think that is so much cheaper than like all the other ones. All the other ones, like that have the exact same ingredients. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's something that I see all the time. Like, and I think the ordinary was really revolutionary in mm-hmm. terms of saying like you're overpaying for these very basic ingredients. But mm-hmm. there's so many brands that are now just selling like. A very like argan oil, moringa oil. Like they're not even pretending to add other things, and they're just putting their brand name on it. And there's like a 500% increase in price. And it's like, how? Yeah. How are you able to do this? But I guess they're just they're hoping that people don't recognize or do the research needed to realize they could buy it cheaper elsewhere. I mean, maybe I, they're going to be surprised a little bit because <laughs> I feel like more. And then ever people are like doing the research, you know, do the due diligence of like, what are people saying about this product? Yes. You know? Yeah. We were talking about Reddit earlier. They're not playing around at all. Yeah. Like the way like people get beauty recommendations now, I think more than ever is like either directly or they're going on the internet, they're Googling it and they're saying, okay, like what, what is Makeup Alley? What is Reddit saying? Like, yes. what? Oh, I love Makeup Alley. Yeah. Those sources of like actual experiences, because I think there is this level of mistrust in you know the industry and knowing whether or not does this review really like you know say everything there is about this product yeah no absolutely you need you need independent third parties to tell you what's up yes okay we can't finish without me getting your skincare your am and pm skincare routine okay i so you know and i brought like notes just in case i'm like okay i'm not gonna forget anything we, we need the details okay so i will say i will start out this way it changes constantly. Okay. Because of my job, because I'm constantly trying to find new things. So like I'll like what I'll do is like I have my routine and then like I'll to try a new product, I'll incorporate it, you know, the one product in and I'll do that for like two weeks and then I'll incorporate a new product. So it's like almost constantly changing. But like this is what this is my skincare okay. routine right now. Everyone, hope you're listening, hope you're ready. <laughs> open your notes app, do what you need to do. The skincare routine is coming. Okay, so in the morning, wash my face. I use 
Glossier's Milky Jelly Cleanser. Okay. I love it. I've loved that cleanser since before I started working there. Like I just – I'm – I think it's the best. It has it's such a nice experience. It's like a a cushiony feeling. It has like a rose scent to it because yeah. it's made with rose water and it doesn't feel drying. Yeah. Because like my whole I feel like up until like maybe 5 years ago I was like trying to find the most drying <laughs> cleanser there was because like I was like okay, I need to fight the oily skin. I need to fight the acne. But this one is not it's it's good. It's it's just really good. Okay, let's get even more specific. Yeah. What temperature are you using? Oh, of water. Because like some people are like, it has to be freezing cold water. Oh, some no. People, okay. No, I need warm water. Warm water. <laughs> and then do you use a washcloth or is it just your hands? Just my hands. Just your hands. Okay. Yeah. I used to, I mean, maybe like two or three years ago, I was using the Clarisonic. But, oh, yeah. But now, what happened to those? Like, I feel like everyone was obsessed and now, like, no one uses them. I got bored with it. Yeah. I was like, am I, like, doing too much, like, physical exfoliation every day? Like, yeah. Oh. And, then, and then I thought about, like, okay, is there, like, bacteria staying on this brush? Am I putting yeah. it back on this? Like, on – and, like, I'm such, like, a weird bacteria person. Same. Like, I won't even dry my face with, like, a towel. I'll either let it air dry or I'd like uh, take a paper towel and just dry that just dry. It's so interesting that you mentioned the Clarisonic brush because I feel like recently I've just been looking at my beauty blenders and I'm like, I don't – like, I don't know. Something about them, like, it just feel I feel like, what's trapped in – like, I yes! wash them, but, like, I just – I've recently just been like, do I just need to get rid of my beauty blenders? Like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I still have mine, so okay. <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> but um, Okay, but, so you wash your face in the morning. Yeah, okay. So I do that, and then after that, I usually – I'm like I'm not using a toner right now, okay. but I do use an acid like either every morning or every night. It depends. Wow, okay. Um. So like the acid I'm using, Indy Lee has like a new. Mm. Speaking of like natural. Yeah, I think she does great products. Yeah, like she has this um radiance renewal uh peel, and it's basically just um like on a cloth disc thing mm-hmm. that you just put over your face. It had some acids in it. I think it has like a little bit of vitamin C as well. Okay. So I'll do that. Or I'll use Solution, which is also by Glossier. It's only only two Glossier products I like using right now. And that is like a bunch of acids in it. And I'm just like always I'm very big on ex- you know using acids as chemical my source exfoliation. Of exfoliation. Exactly. Chemical exfoliation. Um and then sometimes if I'm Using a vitamin C serum in the morning, I'll skip the acids. Okay. Because the vitamin C serum I have, it's the Tatcha one. Okay. And it already has acids, acids in it. Okay. Yeah. It has like, it's also, it's vitamin C and it's like, I think glycolic is in there. Some sort of alpha hydroxy acid is in there as well. So okay. I don't want to overwhelm my skin. So I'll either, so just to like be clear, I either use the solution or Indy Lee. Or I'll use a touch of vitamin C. Okay. Um, it just depends like every other day. And then after that, I'll do an essence. Okay. Yes. And so, <laughs> Which essence? So like I want to do like the actives first. And okay. then um, I'll the, the essence right now that I'm using is by Amore Pacific. Okay. Uh, I really like that one. It's a uh, – it's brown. It almost looks like iodine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just – it's just a nice hydrating layer. And I was like sick – last week and like two weeks ago and it just I remember especially then like this is such a nice, nice thing, thing I'm doing my skin when, when my skin feels so gross and I feel like you know just gross in general it just it's it's just a nice little moisture layer yeah I'm fully bought into essences yeah and they're great and like people you know people will be like oh I don't know if they're there's a benefit I mean, if you don't use one, it's fine. But I just happen to like them yeah. because I think they, they do add something to my skin. And so, okay, so after the essence, then I do a hyaluronic acid. Oh, wow. Because um, And I'm, I'm really into that now because it's the winter and like yeah. hyaluronic acid, you know, super moisturizing. Yes. I sort of hacked um, a product. It's by this brand called Exuviance. Okay. Um, and they have these intensive uh, like patches that you either put them on your – under your eye or like around your um yeah your, I've seen those your parentheses or like whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, your smile nasal lines. labial fold I think yeah your smile lines and but instead of doing that 
so it's like they have the the patch and then like the actual serum that you're supposed to put underneath the patch. I just use the serum because it's like a really intense hyaluronic acid serum. Yeah. And so like lately I've been doing that around my nose okay. and like around my eyes. And I feel like it's just really good to moisturize those areas now in the winter. Yeah. And so you do that before eye cream? Yeah. Well, I don't okay. use eye cream. So that's like, <gasps> I know. Wait, I'm so happy that you're saying this because I want to get into this. What is eye cream? Is it a scam? Like, It's not a scam. I feel like people have such dramatically different thoughts on eye cream. Some people are like, oh my gosh, are you crazy? You don't use eye cream. And other people are like, you don't need eye cream. I think that, I mean, I don't think eye cream is a scam. I think some eye creams are good. Some eye creams are bad. And also you have to look at like, what are you trying to achieve? If you're trying to, you know, you have like really, really bad dark circles and That's, you're trying to make them go away. Eye cream's not going to do that. Yeah. Like you need something a little stronger. If you want like some, you know, hydration or you like to get rid of a little bit of puffiness, yeah. that sort of thing. I think eye creams actually do, yeah. you know, the good ones do help you with that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's sort of like an essence in terms of like, okay, I could use an eye cream, but you know, in essence is fine because like actually I appreciate that level and like I I really do see the effects for an eye cream for me I mean I would see like maybe a little bit bit of an improvement but not enough for me to be like yeah I'm gonna use this every day exactly I do think that there are some things that people are trying to correct with like topical creams that just realistically there's not enough like you can't buy an expensive enough cream to do some of these things yeah and I kind of blame the industry for that because I make it seem like you can yeah and it's so misleading like come on like this eye cream is not gonna like dramatically change the way you look it's just not I mean it's it's gonna really moisturize around your eyes you're gonna you're not gonna look worse (laughs) but you're not gonna look completely different either yeah no that's so true um but yeah I'm so I used to use eye creams but like now I'm like you know I'm doing so much else. It's yeah. not for me. <laughs> and so, okay, so now you have on your hyaluronic acids everywhere. Yeah. And then I just put on a moisturizer and I, I mean, all the moisturizers I use have sunscreen in them. Okay, smart. And I'm not even like, I have, a, you know, a bunch that I rotate. Right now, I just happen to be using one by Aveeno. Oh, nice. Um, it's the, rate another radiant Radiance, product. yeah. It's like a beige-ish color. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. I forget, it's like the one with the green cap yep. and the beige, like, body. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so that's my sunscreen. And that's my morning routine. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. And nighttime. Night. Okay. So usually uh, I use an oil cleanser or like a balm cleanser to take off my makeup. Love. I, I typically, I mean, not every day, but more often than not, I wear makeup. Yeah. So that's to me is like the most effective way to get it off, like better than a wipe. Yeah. Um, I like uh, it's a Vanilla Co. Clean It Zero Balm. Takes off my makeup. It's not even expensive. So like I feel good about it. <laughs> always okay. feel good about yeah. recommending that. And then I like and then I do another cleanser because I double cleanse. Um usually I actually don't double cleanse with glossier though, because I think it's like a little bit it's a little it's a little too moisturizing when yeah. I'm doing a double cleanse. Okay. So like I actually like Biologique Recherche. They have like I a couple it was a matter of time before they came up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have like a couple of um cleansers that I like. I like the Le one. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation and then the vip02 um cleanser that like i'll switch on and off okay and i just yeah i like those that they're not stripping but they cleanse so they're all good and then after that um it depends uh usually usually if i haven't exfoliated in the morning i'll exfoliate it at night so like if i did the vitamin c in the morning then i'll do the chemical exfoliation oh wow so like again either any lee or solution right now for me okay and then after that then i do the essence still using amore pacific essence uh i mean but other essences that i happen to like are misha time revolution and sk2 those are also two good ones And then Tatcha water cream. Have you ever tried that? I haven't tried that. I love Tatcha products though. Yeah, they're. I mean, Tatcha top down. I just think they're amazing from yeah. the packaging to the actual I agree. product. I agree. But I love, love, love water cream because it really feels like it's hydrating my skin, but it feels like nothing at all. There's yeah. this like it's almost. It's almost like it. You scoop it up. It's in a jar, yeah. so it's like a cream. But you scoop it up. You put it on your face, and it almost like it. it melt into like a liquid on your face yeah. it just it's so light it's so moisturizing it's just such a 
it's just a great experience. Yeah. Like, let alone the fact that, you know, your skin looks really great afterwards. It's just like a nice. It feels good. Yeah. Because like even like the simple, this, you know, the simple act of there's a spoon on top of the jar and you like take out the spoon and the you ceremony scoop it. Of it. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's really nice. Yeah. Do you let, do you let your fiance use your products or you like stay on your side? Yeah. He, well, <laughs> well, he uses some, I mean, I, I get him his own products now, Oh, nice. but like he has his own routine. He's so cute about Aww. it. Like, I mean, I gotta be honest, like I try to be on my routine every single day. Like every morning I'm obviously on it. Not every night. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do me and I'm yeah. going to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but like he's way better than I am. He's consistent. Yeah. I'll like be like, Ashley, get up. We got to do our routine. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. True love. Yeah. Like, Have you thought about your bridal look yet? Your makeup bridal? Are you going to go natural or are you going to be like a bride with like a stunning red lip? I mean, probably I'll do natural yeah. just because like I'm not really a va voom sort of person anyway. Yeah. So like... I mean, I haven't thought too much about my my wedding, to be honest. Just because when did you get engaged? I got engaged in October. Okay, that's new. So like, yeah, like I'm like, oh, yeah. I have like, you bought a bridal magazine yet? It's like no. kind of like you should just like do it once, you know? Because like you always see them and you're like, who are those for? Yeah, I mean, I will. I just, I kind of like, you know, I sort of jokingly told him that like, oh, why don't you just plan the wedding? And he is sort of like going ahead and doing things Aww. so i'm like okay let's see how long this will keep up <laughs> i love that i love that when do you feel most beautiful i feel most beautiful when i'm stepping out of the shower and i've just cleaned my body i've done like not those like five minute showers but yeah. like the, the long haul showers yes. um yeah where i've like Rub, and maybe I shaved, I did my hair, like I did the whole works. And yeah, I feel like pretty good after that. I feel most beautiful then. And so no makeup then? Yeah. Just clean? Yeah, just clean, like a good, yeah, good freshness, good cleanness. Yeah, I feel that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Naked Beauty Podcast and sharing all this wisdom. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 